G'day, welcome back to another episode of the My Peak Podcast. Here with the dream team again, Brownie. How are you traveling? Good, thank you, Cameron. Yep, dream team is back. Mitchie, what's happening, legend? How's things? Oh, just um, just being grateful for seeing both of your faces, fellas. <laughs> He's a smooth operator, Mitchie, isn't he? He knows how to work us up. Mitchie, I want to dive straight into some cool news that um, you shared with us during the week and on your socials. You are up doing some work with the Cricket New South Wales boys uh, in the pathway system. Do you want to tell the listeners about that and how the experience was? Oh, yeah. I mean, I got an opportunity. I've been invited to that one session at the moment. Um, Maybe there's some things um, coming in the future. We'll just see what happens with that. But, um, yeah, just the moment I ran into a gentleman up here, uh, you know, who um, runs the, you know, North New South Wales part of this academy up here, the New South Wales Academy. And, um, yeah, I was fortunate enough on the weekend to get an invite to run the strength and conditioning part, which was the warm up and the strength and injury prevention aspect of that session. And then also, um, you know, what I'm very passionate about uh, and well known mainly for your, uh, my, my peak, uh, people is the mental emotional conditioning stuff, which I did some work on establishing, uh, a why and your purpose and how that can help you increase your performance as an athlete. And then also um, did a breathing technique, which was in my mind used as a way to help um, calm the nervous system uh, before you come into moments where previously you may have felt pressure. You're pre-priming your nervous system to be in a way which is more able to uptake and to deal with um, the exertion that's to come in the athletic event that you're performing in. So yeah, that was, it was really cool. And um, I was just like in my element because I love being part of a team and a larger group and, you know, through COVID and, and a lot of things lately, I haven't been able to present face to face. So it was a real joy. Sounds brilliant. How did the players respond, Mitchie? Yeah, it was good. Um, they really appreciated some of the technical aspects of a lot of what I was delivering with the strength and conditioning stuff. Um, New, Cricket New South Wales have a set uh, warm up that they're wanting the pathway athletes to adhere to, and also the strength and injury prevention stuff. There's a sort of sit list of exercises, and it was great to formulate um, ways in which they could enhance them and to support themselves in building up to the standards of, of what. Um, New South Wales crickets wants them to have within their movement and strength capacities. Uh, but yeah, mostly um, got guys coming up to me and, and talking about the mental, emotional stuff. And um, yeah, I've got to do a bit of work and supporting them with some audio and a meditation they can do on their own at home, which I think will be powerful. Like we've done at my peak and um, yeah, just creating some strategies for them to build and, and think upon how they can um, grow the idea of what their personal why is or their, their personal uh, purpose is. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it was amazing to yeah, just see them all lighting up and thinking about things differently, um, Cam. That's cool, Mitchie. What about for maybe some new listeners that haven't sort of heard too much about the meditation side of things? How do you sort of introduce the topic? and? And this breathing technique you talk about and, and sort of instilling the why into the athlete's mind, how do you, what's the process? Can you give us a, just a short snippet of how the, the 15 or 20 minutes worked with the athletes for the mental and emotional stuff? Yeah. So 
the first thing I dropped into the conversation, yeah, you know, was just about my background and so on. And um, you know, I come from a very much a place of believing in myself as not being good enough. But a lot of what I've realized over time that not being good enough was that, you know, I just had no real clarity around what I wanted to be doing with my time. And I think, you know, one of the most dangerous things we have in society is, you know, young men and women growing up without having real much clarity about what they're here to do on the planet. Uh, maybe there's a bit of fear to step into the reality of, of what's possible or, or, and all that sort of stuff. So I really feel like, you know, if you, if you ask an athlete or anyone, uh, and these guys happen to be between the ages of 14 and 19, you know, why are you here today? You know, and I asked some of them that, and, and some of them couldn't really give me an answer. Or maybe they do have the answer and they're too scared to tell it to me. Such you know, a these are all powerful question, isn't it? Yeah, totally. I mean, if you want to play for Australia, tell me, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I love that. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can't tell me, I can't help you. And if you, if you can't say it, then you're at a very low level of believing that you can create it in your life. If, if you're not even creating it as a future statement for what you want to see, see yourself in the future. Wow. So, and I think also where having a why and a purpose um, comes in handy because things aren't always going to be easy all the time. In fact, you know, it's when things are more challenging that we get to grow and learn the most about ourselves. And it's only if you're sitting within the awareness of why you're doing what you're doing that is going to help you to maintain the this, this ship and, and to keep moving through the storm in spite of all the challenges that are going on around you. It gives you an amazing uh, inner part of resilience and capacity to keep shifting and, and forward in, in adversity. And um, so I think there's some important things there. It creates clarity. It creates confidence. It creates resilience off the back end of knowing your why and having your purpose more at the forefront of your mind, especially walking into the session for the day. And an example of what I saw is when some of the guys were, or most of the guys were started running through the simple run through drills, the warm up. It just had no intent. Not that it needs to have intensity because just a light jog, but it had no intent. It had no purpose. And I think that's a major concern and you guys would see it at training because it's just training and they've done it a lot of times before. But, but if you want to play for Australia, that means you want to be in the top 11, 11 or so people in the country that play the sport. So you're going to have to be thinking and doing things differently, right? Mm-hmm. And so the very foot that you step into your initial part of your training session needs to be laced with the intentionality of what it's like to be a cricketer at the top of his or her game. And so if you don't have that awareness to put your first foot forward interlaced with the intentionality of your why and your purpose, well, you're not going to be hitting um, as close to home with, with your efficiencies, et cetera, about what is required of you to achieve your outcome. So I think that's quite a powerful part of that. And then to dovetail into the second aspect, which is the breathing technique. Even if you're going for a big goal or you don't know what your goal is, um, usually if you're at a pathways, New South Wales cricket level, you keep very, you care very deeply about your performance and you want to get better. Otherwise you probably wouldn't be there. And, and a hint of that, if it's not checked is, um, you know, what you're thinking about yourself. And if, you know, you're worried, especially about what other people think about you as well, you've got all these things going on and they tend to create a lot of pressure. 
a great way without having to get too, you know, psychologically involved in trying to fix our mind space. A nice way that we can turn down a stressed out nervous system is to breathe more slowly with intention and focus and connection to the breath. And if you're rocking up to your pathways session and you're freaking out about your performance and you just need something simple to return to, to help you bring a sense of ease and calm and alignment and fluidity. So you can go bring your sense of calm alignment and fluidity to bowling a ball down the wicket, which we all know it's nice to have flow within our body while we're trying to execute these um, physical tasks, but you can't do that if you're all bound up within your mind. So this gets you out of your mind and, and gets you centered on a simple thing such as your breathing uh, and, and uses it as a tool uh, and the natural way in which you breathe a longer, smoother, more effective breath. It, it has that uh, implication of turning down the feeling of stress within your body and gives you a sense of control that you can have um, over your nervous system rather than being just, you know, succumb to whatever's happening on the day, which is a mind that is probably running rampant, a heart that's beating too fast, a breathing rate that's going too fast, blood pressure that's too elevated and so on. So that would be my wrap up of, of what I sort of sold to these guys on the weekend. And yeah, I sell that to everyone a, a lot. Like, why are we doing these things? Well, some of the things I just mentioned there is why you should be interested in adhering to some of this stuff. Yeah. I love that, Mitchie. That's so powerful. Like it's just, it's like scratching the surface almost, but getting that foundation down is just going to set you up, you know, for obviously further practices in meditation and, and mental and emotional skills, but yeah. And it's just so crucial. Like how has this not been a part of programs previously? How is it just being introduced? Like, why is sleep or meditation not taken as seriously as the skills element when almost the skills element can never be at its peak without those, those other two. It just, it blows my mind, but we're on the path. We're trying to, we're trying to change that now, which is yeah, really exciting. Well, that was uh Mitchie's really cool, exciting news about sort of new work opportunities. Cam, what are the boys doing next week? Well, we touched on it last week. We're, in the school programs, but we've uh, locked in our first day. We kick off next week. By the time this has got out there, we've probably already done our first session. Mm. We're mm. running through. We've pretty much put like that unit outline that I was speaking about last week together. And uh, we're really excited to get in there and talk to, we're starting off with a group of year three students mm. and we're going to carry them into year four next year as well. So we're really excited. We're sort of, this morning we went through and did a bit of a uh, dress rehearsal, I suppose, and talked about what we were going to do in the in the first session. And sort of the first session is going to be going through what the whole program is going to look like and touch and base on some of those techniques and skills we're going to introduce to these youngsters. And it's just super exciting because every each time we sort of set a technique, like say just goal setting or routine, most times we were thinking these youngsters probably never heard of these words before. Mm. And like they might have heard brothers or sisters or mum and dad talk about it. Or if they've got older brothers or sisters at high school, they probably hear it a bit more as well. But for these young kids that are in year three, it's just going to be, well, for most of them, a whole new concept that opens up to some possibilities to, like Mitchie was basically talking there, create a bit of purpose and alignment in what they do in and out of the classroom each and every day. I think this is a 
great time, Mitchie, to talk about Cam and I were doing a podcast earlier this morning and we were speaking about sort of infectiousness and that ripple effect. And I think sort of the passion and the knowledge that you've sort of passed on to us over the last 18 months, you know, like you see the direct effect with us, but now we get to go and affect another 100, 200, 500 kids' lives over the next six to 12 months. It's just crazy. You don't always see the effect that you make, but this is a huge part of what you've taught us, Mitchy, and and what we're stepping into this new zone and this new way of teaching. And yeah, just a great, I guess, expressive gratitude towards you for how much you've helped us and just, I suppose, equipped us with the knowledge and the tools ready to go. Yeah, that's amazing, boys. I appreciate that. And um, I think the cool thing is, you know, you, you can't change anyone, but you can only change yourself. Mm. But the interesting thing about that is when you do create radical change for yourself, for the better, you then start having an impact on others and influencing them in a positive way. So it's, it's funny, like, you know, for so many years, I was always like trying to get the things that were external to me to, to change when it was just me that needed to change. And now I'm seeing way more positive change in my external life because of the radical change that I took to change what was going on within myself. And you guys are now seeing the same thing. It's not like you're trying to force a subject. You are the subject. And so therefore it is, and it's just like rolls out of the, the, your mouth because you're living it and you're breathing it and you're walking it and you're talking it. You're a physical example and, and physical uh, manifestation of confidence, gratitude, appreciation, kindness, um, humility, and so on. And, and you know, all these positive words that, um, you know, you're just, you're living examples of it. So of course, people are going to naturally uh, want to oscillate and, and come connected to things that are beautiful and positive. Mm. Uh, it's just the way that it goes. And, and it's like, there's that uh, example of if you get a room full of clocks and they're all like swinging the pendulums and all at different times, they're all going to connect and align with the biggest grandfather clock in that room because it's admitting the biggest pendulum frequency. And then over time, all the swinging pendulums in that room are going to connect to that one rhythm and frequency and this, as you guys know, is how we're going to change the world in a positive way. So, mate, yeah, I appreciate it, and I'm excited about it. And I can't to see what can't wait to see what more is, is going to come from all of this. Yeah, exciting times. Both Mitchy changing the cricketers' lives up on the north side, and us starting to delve into the school community. So, yeah, really good sort of positive things to tick off the I suppose the goal list and reassess, replan and uh, push forward for some new exciting goals. So what is the like number one thing you guys are going to turn up and we're doing what, like what's straight out of the gate for these um, students? Yeah, good question. So the way we're sort of kicking things off is like Cam said, a bit of an overview of what the next five, 10 weeks will look like. Um, But the main sort of focus for week one will be all around balance and how establishing the foundation, uh, which we speak about goals, values, mindfulness, routine and teamwork how if we can um, start to to grasp those concepts it'll set up a foundation to be able to provide balance basically in our holistic lifestyle that's that's the approach week one will take i like your answer there mitchie you've reaffirmed our first session because like the first half of the first session we're going to be like trying to 
let the kids get get to know us on like a bit more of a personal level and you know using like it's cam and jord talking to the crew not some external person will wear some more casual clothes you know make sure the kids know that we're very personal with them it's not us coming in trying to like you said change their lives because that's what we you know intend on doing but just that comment you made like basically us showing them who we are mm. is like the setup for basically how we want to go about doing it so you really reaffirm that first session for us there yep it's just honest and people buy into it and feel truth and um gravitate what's real yeah. yeah yeah and i think like if i connect to people that i like have been mentored by or people that i've looked up to it's exactly that like you you get drawn towards them not for necessarily what they're saying eventually that's what happens but you you gravitate towards them because of who they are and how they do things and then what they do in the future is just like the icing on the cake totally real recognize real yeah that's right i'm keen to dive in this week we did a little bit of a deep dive into goals last week but think we ought to focus on values this week and just sort of speak a little bit of wisdom into i guess the guys that are listening and how values play such an important role in our day-to-day life the goals that we're seeking the choices that we make decisions that we that we make and i suppose mitchie if you just sort of start us with how you sort of incorporate the topic of values in your teaching and and why it is so important and then i think cam and i will chime in where we can Mm. i think everything that I've gotten into has come from a pain point and a necessity to figure out how to move past this pain that I was creating for myself in my life. I'll use um, alcohol as the example. In my early 20s and late um, teenage years, I used to like binge drink like a champion. You know, I was one of the best. And um, I used to, you know, use that in social environments, um, you know, to probably cover up and mask like the false confidence that I was, um, you know, expressing. It wasn't authentic. Anyway, um, I used to wake up on a Sunday morning, just absolutely like hating myself and being like really angry and frustrated that I'd have a hangover and all this sort of stuff. And uh, one day I saw this article about this guy who gave up drinking and uh, it just, he's like saved money. he's, He's healthier. He was doing things on the weekend. And it was just this moment where I was like, yeah, I want more of that. And just slowly over the years, um, I drank less and less and I don't really drink now ever. The point of my story is, is that the way in which I got to the, the understanding of, of, you know, why I was going to stop drinking was because I understood the value that I have for my health. Mm. I had a mentor and he's a long-term friend of mine, Mick Miller. He's one of the first guys who got me interested in sport and exercise science. Um, you know, he, he, um, got me onto being more aware of my values. And one of my earlier values that I established was, was health. And that then drove my actions. So values are a way in which we can gain insight into our, our actions in alignment with our values. And you get feedback from your actions, which allow you to feel happiness or sadness based on the action that you're exuding in that moment. And usually if you're out of alignment with your actions, they're going to rub against your values in the wrong way. And you're going to have awareness of that. And Mm -hmm. so I think um, values are a beautiful thing to help you gain clarity 
of what is going right and what isn't going right and to help you steer your actions uh, in the right direction, if that answers your question, Jord. Yeah, absolutely. It does. I'm interested, actually. I hold Cam in such high stead with his values. I think that um, each time that I sort of looked at Cam and the way he sort of, I suppose, went about daily decisions, you could really tell how connected he was to his why or, or even his values, even if he didn't really know it. I think there was always a moral compass in Cam's life. And I think I reflected on that as a friend um, and could notice that very quickly. I'll just pump your tires off. <laughs> yeah, there, pump up, mate. Is that fair to say? Yeah, you probably touched on it like until I basically met Mitchie, I'll pump your tires up now, Mitchie, that he pumped mine up. I never really truly like, I never certainly wrote any of my values down and I, I never really reflected on why I would do certain things. That's only been very recently. But when I look back on it, all my decisions reflected what I valued at that time. I was just never truly aware. I probably was aware, but not truly committed to the process and having the knowledge or the capacity to link the two together. Mm. But now that I know the value, the purpose or not the purpose, but the, the mag, like how, what word am I looking for? How significant Mm. and how valuable having that connection between your values and your everyday choices like even this morning that when you were telling that Mitchie I basically had 20 minutes this morning and I was like what do I do I could easily sit down do some emails I could go for a walk or I could could have done anything but I just jumped on the rower because like you Mitchie one of my values is health and it was just like that connected my choice for the next 20 minutes with my health because that's what I value so yeah Thinking back on the past, a lot of my decisions did align with my values. I just, in only recently, I actually delved into the significance of connecting the two together. What would your advice be, Mitchie, for guys that or girls um, that haven't sort of written down their values and maybe they're going through life making decisions with maybe intuition or gut feelings that probably connect to their values, but how can people start to become really aware of what they do value? I mean, it's easy to say, write down and and write down what matters to you most. But if someone's, you know, fairly new and young to it, would you, I don't know, maybe advice be around where you're gravitating more towards, what decisions are you already making? Like, how would you go about establishing them? Maybe if it's your first time. Well, here's an example. So some of the guys at cricket on the weekend were bowling balls at wrong lengths. And when they bowled the ball at the wrong length, they were obviously angry and frustrated at themselves. So like they're cultivating an existence of, you know, judgment of Mm. themselves. So they're judging that they're getting it wrong. And because they're getting it wrong, then they're becoming angry and frustrated. So, you know, if you're living, if you're trying to figure out like what your values are and you're struggling to find what it is, look for pain points so the opposite of judgment is to be not judgmental. Mm. So that like that's an, an uh, unconventional value, but to be um, unconditional love is a, is a huge thing. And to give yourself unconditional love, irrespective of what what is happening, um, you know, to be the recipient of and the giver of uh, unconditional love could be an amazing value. You may have come to that because you've realised that 
when you are judging yourself and others that you are creating an unpleasant existence for yourself. So my answer would be find where your pain points are. That's giving you an example of where you're rubbing up against what you actually do value and what is within you in the wrong way. And to start cultivating an awareness of what the actual value is and to start living and expressing that. So now you'd bowl the ball, you'd, you'd bowl it at the wrong length because you're going to, it's going to happen, but you would, you, you would see it and give yourself that, um, that compassionate perspective, which is to go, okay, I bowled the ball the wrong length there. What do I need to do? I need to uh, go speak to my coach and, and find a way in which I can um, correct this or change something up in my run up or whatever. So it gives you access inevitably to more performance and helping you to get you where you want to go uh, and changes your action in that more positive way. Does that answer that question, Jordan? Yeah, I love it. It's like pain promotes growth. And it's something that we spoke about a bit this morning in preparation for our programs was that we want to initiate some of our students and athletes to make mistakes and be very okay with that. Because again, like you've said, Mitchie, over and over, mistakes is sure it's, it's painful and it's frustrating, but it's inevitably where the growth is. And I think that sometimes yeah, you, well, a lot of the time you're learning so much more from your mistakes and your successes and figuring out those, you know, touchy subjects, those painful things that happen in your life is a really good way to think about what you value. I hadn't heard that before, but that's awesome advice. Well, that's just how I've found and con connection to my values. Like I mentioned the alcohol thing and waking up feeling really angry and frustrated about drinking alcohol. Well, why was I hating myself? Why was I angry and frustrated? I was literally poisoning myself. Mm. I, was, I was jeopardizing my health and I was feeling unpleasant about that. And when I realized that it was easy to make the decision not to be drinking as much because mm. I wake up fresh every day. I feel healthy. I feel vibrant. So then you, you, you solidify and affirm your um, values with the positive behavior. And instead of going in down a negative spiral of negative whatevers, you're then you're going upward all the time in a more linear, positive way and solidifying and, and reestablishing and rerouting and grounding in those positive values. It just sets you up for life in a, in a way better uh, function. Yeah, probably to the point where it becomes the total opposite, Mitchie. I don't know about you, but... Maybe like now, if you were to go out and have a lot of drinks, what you thought before would have been a good time and you're enjoying yourself now could be the flip side. And while you're probably having a good time, you still understand that it's actually having a disadvantage on your health. For example, for me, like with that, if I like previously before I was really uh, valuing my health, it's like you you choose the whatever it is over exercising or what you eat. But now, even if I do, you know, I'm not, no one's perfect. So eventually you're going to slip back into maybe skipping a session or choosing something unhealthy to eat. But even in that moment, you have awareness of it. And that can be the difference between when you're connected to your values and when you're not connected to your values. That's yeah. That's good. I just want to add something there. Um, one of the recent things that I've been listening to um, speaks a lot about thinking about the future self. So like, even though you may not decide to choose pleasure in the moment, it's pleasure, you know, whether it's tomorrow, a week, a month later that you get to sort of um, be happy and, 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 and be, uh, I suppose, successful in because you can give up one small thing now, like enjoying, you know, maybe six, eight, 10 drinks out with your, your mates over dinner, which might be really 
pleasurable, but you wake up the next morning and you're not able to do whatever you might like to do. Instead, you think, well, no, I'm going to, you know, not drink tonight. Tomorrow, I'm going to be able to wake up, go for a walk with my family, go for a swim down the beach. And that's more valuable to me than having pleasure in the moment. And it's actually having pleasure tomorrow morning, a week later, a month later. What do you call that? Delayed gratification. Oh, nice. Yep. You're all over it. <laughs> all right. It's well, a... It's a hard thing that delayed gratification, but I think also just to, to dive into that, let's just say if you had the opportunity to train and you're really not wanting to train, I think having your awareness of what you do value can help you to like move through that uncomfortableness that you may have, you know, training, which is a stress, it's uncomfortable. But you, you thrive in that because you know ultimately what it is facilitating for you, which is, you know, expanding on what more of one of your value sets is. So you kind of, in, a, in an interesting way, you start to appreciate the things that were uncomfortable that you didn't enjoy. And then and all of a sudden, like, there is no lack of joy because every action and every thought is, is in an alignment with your values. And, and you're just cultivating more of that existence. So I think inevitably it gets you out of a, a place completely where you are dissatisfied on any level. You are constantly satisfied because your thoughts, words, and actions are all in alignment with your values and you live via that every day. So there's just constant joy and that grows more and more. Yeah, mm. I love that. That's well, so cool. Yeah. All right. One thing we're working on right now on our holistic development, Cameron. Well, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. I've just been talking about this, Mitchie. I've been, I've just followed like a, some new podcasts that I haven't, um, I've never, I've listened to a lot of podcasts probably over the last two or three years, but a lot of them are like enjoyment podcasts, like um, comedies or mm. um, recreational or sporting, a lot of sporting podcasts, but I've mm -hmm. just started to delve into like educational a lot of like mental or health or physical podcasts. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, there's a, there's a lot out there that you like, you're not aware of how many good resources are actually out there that you can listen to. So I've just started to delve into that, getting to know some uh, guys that have been out there that are successful in their fields and starting to listen and implement some of their lessons, learnings and what's worked well for them and some of their suggestions into my, well, everyday decisions, basically. Mm. And what's your favorite been that you come across an episode or a particular podcast? Like, what are you into? Other than oh, the uh, Love Over Fear on My Peak podcast, but um, yeah. what's another one? Yeah, well, to be fair, Mitchie, yours was actually the first one I did ever listen. Yours was the first educational one I ever listened to. There you uh, go. Probably, um, Jay Shetty has been really good. He's, um, I've only listened, oh, I think I've listened to three of his now. I really like his perspective. Like he's really good at what he does. He makes you feel like he almost speaks in a way that he's on your level, but then he guides you in the best mm. way possible. It's like. He actually says that in his podcast, how he wants to be seen as equal. Yeah. He never yeah wants to you feel can feel above. it. Yeah. Well, he says it's a really main focus. For he him. does a good job because he makes you feel like, and he's, he says, I've only listened to a few episodes, but he did say that he's been where we have, where I've, or his listeners are, but it's just like a way of makes me feel like, yeah, what he's done, anyone can do it. And this is how he did it. And this is how us as listeners are or can do it. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying it. It's, 
it's awesome. Like even to the point where like right now, like it's headed into the finals of footy and super coach. If anyone out there loves super coach and I actually chose <laughs> an educational podcast over a super coach podcast That's last night on my way home. So revolutionary stuff. <laughs> Just stack your team with manly players, mate. You'll be sweet. <laughs> I'm actually considering bringing a manly player in this week, Mitch. You DC. Oh, comp. no. Are you okay? Oh yeah, I'm not going to bring him in. I'm going to hold my trade. <laughs> is it because cool? uh, Nathan's not playing? Yeah, Nathan. Well, the funny thing, I don't want to turn this into Supercoach. Prince. He's been a massive implicator on the Supercoach season, Nathan, this year. Mm. So, oh, yeah. Well. Yeah. You'll be all right, you Penrith boys. You'll be okay. <laughs> Well, my resource is actually a little bit different. Mine's actually the resource in itself is teaching. So one thing that I've really enjoyed doing at the moment is I'm doing a a parent summit series where I'm talking about a few different topics to help the parents help their athletes at home. So something that that's really done for me is drive home some of the topics that I'm really passionate about. So uh, the opportunity to be able to connect with the parents um, and that community has sort of um, one, help the parent then help the parent help the athlete, but also help me across my learning and, and really solidify some of the knowledge that I've learned recently and delve back into it um, you know, prior to the episode, get my facts right. And it's really just been an opportunity to, yeah, really bathe in some of the those new learnings and and that opportunity and, and that resource to be able to teach to our parents has, yeah, just been one that I've really enjoyed the past three or four weeks. Mm. Awesome. That's amazing, mate. And you're getting some good feedback from the parents. Really yeah, I have. That. It was actually, I started uh, doing the um, the videos because parents were coming and asking questions. And I thought, you know, instead of giving, you know, 10 minutes of my time here, 10 minutes of my time there, I can bring it all together and, and be proactive about it and then get some other parents on board who maybe haven't come up and asked questions. So yeah, no, the feedback's been really good so far. So yeah, really enjoying it. And it's really helping me what's a typical pain point that a parent has about their child? I think one of the feedbacks that we had was around them not being able to lead by example. And I think um, it can be really difficult for parents because they look for mentors elsewhere because they're sort of, I don't want to say embarrassed, but they're not proud of some of the decisions they've made. And then they want to make sure that their child isn't making the same decisions or looking to them for necessarily advice in topics that they're not able to give it. So I think it's Mm. lack of knowledge is a pain point, but also not being able to lead by example, whether that be, you know, a a health thing or a sleep thing or physical exercise, whatever you want to say it as. So I think just equipping equipping the adults with a little bit more, uh, I guess, tools in their tool belt to then be able to go and share that information with the athletes um, just being a little bit more of a role model and more of a resource for them. Yeah, cool. That's amazing, lads. And my growth factor, is that what we're talking about this week? Yeah, yeah, your resource. Uh, my resource. Oh, I just think sometimes, um, you know, it, it's just an idea that I'm working on this week is to not be so one-dimensional and to, to really um, celebrate all the multi- layers of experience that i've had and and to um you know for instance i've just been on the tools meaning i've been working with people physically a lot this week and and helping people with back pain and and long-term chronic pain and you know even though I'm, i'm still very much working you know mentally emotionally with people um yeah i just think it was just some awareness of me that it yeah it's 
it's good to be working in those other areas and it can still be very beneficial. A guy that I met, he'd had um, back, pain, back pain for eight months and uh, in two sessions, his back pain's gone away. Um, oh, cool. I was just stoked with that. So yeah, just to stay open and, and be um, that Swiss army knife rather than just to, you know, it's really good to laser focus on one thing, but sometimes it's nice to, to, to use the Swiss army knife analogy and to, to act into those other parts of myself. So yeah, don't stay so one dimensional at times is my thing I'm leaning into this week. Awesome legend. Right. Well, we'll quickly smash through some gratefuls to finish off as we always do. I'll go first. My grateful today is my teammates. We had a good session last night at Howl Oval and it's crazy how quickly the season's coming around, but our coach kind of gave us a bit of freedom last session until we ramp it up next week facing some bowlers and there's some <laughs> good bowlers we're going to have to be facing in the nets this year, which is exciting, but also making sure we're prepared <laughs> for that. So we did a good session last night where we took over a little bit and did some technique stuff and the boys helped me up. So very grateful for them. Oh, mm. thanks, Cam. I was talking about Henry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, mine is actually a little bit left field. I was speaking to Cam off air about a new show that I'm watching. <laughs> little House on the Prairie, it's called. Talia got me onto it. I was a little bit hesitant at first, but since <laughs> watching it, it's probably just been at, help, helped me to connect a little bit more to simpler times. Um, and I was just saying, Talia, almost yearn for those simpler times where, you know, technology wasn't a distraction and, you know, you would cook your meals over the fire. Everything was just so authentic. And I think what it's allowing me to do in the evenings is switch off, put my phone on, on do not disturb and um, sort of give myself a little bit of time away, you know, from this busy and um, chaotic world and just concentrate on, you know, things like love and community and helping others and, and just sort of connecting to how lucky we are because of how challenging times were previously um and it's just something that i'm really grateful for it puts things in perspective and yeah I, i'm absolutely loving it so that's my grateful mm, that suits you to a two thanks brother that's epic mate and that show will just solidify the happiness of your new marriage and you know you guys will move on to bigger and better tv shows as well that's great <laughs> uh I, i'm grateful for sleep this week i know we did um mm. some chatting on sleep last week and the uh release i did last week um for my peaks um recovery sort of videos we're doing was sleep but i've been able to access more sleep because my children are sleeping more so i'm just uh, really grateful to wake up like not throughout the night and be refreshed and to feel like I have more uh, in my tank. And yeah, it's a beautiful feeling. Um, once again, a pain point, not having a lot of sleep over the last eight years uh, to now be in a place where I'm sleeping through and putting in weeks of good sleep, seven to nine hours. So yeah, very appreciative for that to be in my life at the moment. Awesome. Well, I guess for those listeners out there, make sure once the episode comes to an end that you sort of rattle off your grateful start to feel that appreciation. And thanks again for tuning into the My Peak podcast, Mitch, Cam, thanks very much. Thanks, crew. Thanks gentlemen.